Hey, everyone. Welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And our topic for today is competition because couples need to know how to compete with each other, or we might even just say play games Mm -hmm. with each other Mm -hmm. and still have fun. Yes. How do you play a game with your spouse and still enjoy playing a game with your spouse? Because we know all too often, yeah. playing a game with your spouse can digress into <sighs> fights, arguments, frustrations, awkward situations to make you like never want to play again. Yeah. I, I mean, we've, we've done this. We've had some, some issues when we're playing a game. Mostly just you. Board yeah. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> hey. Board no, games out on the court. I mean, any sort of game. But we've also been witness to other couples, right? We've been in scenarios where we're playing a game with someone else and we've seen this kind of problem occur. I mean, yep. whether it's the awkwardness of the tension between the couple right. and you're sitting there like, oh man, like she's mad at him and, and he's frustrated because she's beating him or whatever it is. There can be just an awkwardness because someone's winning or the other person's losing, whatever. Or there can be this manipulation. Oh, I remember just this manipulation of one person kind of, hey, you know, you should always give this to me or or let me win or I should go ahead. Or you, you could just tell that, you know, the spouse is just trying to make the other person happy because he or she doesn't want them to be all mad. So they're almost bending over backwards in the game to like let the other person win. You know, just drama, just drama. Totally. And so we've been in those, you know, kind of double date scenarios where it's really awkward. Yeah. We've also been in the opposite kind of double date atmosphere where we've had a really good time playing games with friends. Totally. In fact, we have some really good friends that we met on the racquetball court. Yes. I don't know if you remember, but yeah. we, we were, of course you remember. We, of course. We, we were playing racquetball, just me and you. Mm-hmm. And we it were It was just, my first time. It was my first oh, time. Was okay. Yeah, this was my first time. You were teaching me how to so play. So it was before things got super competitive between right. us playing racquetball. But we were just having the best time ever. We, we were, were laughing. Laughing so hard, yeah. Like just the ball bouncing off the back wall is this new phenomenon that's like so oh, weird. Yeah. Takes getting used to. So oh, yeah. We were just cracking up, having the best time ever, laughing. And there was a couple who was waiting for us to finish our game, and they were just sitting there watching, laughing at us, laugh at each other. Right. And so when we finished our game, they walked in, and we switched courts, and we like introduced ourselves, got to know them, and those friends- Are still friends Ended up becoming really good friends. And we could play, we could play with them. We could play the four of us. And we've played all kinds of games with them. And it's enjoyable, it's fun, it built our relationship, strengthened our relationship. So sure. it can happen where it's good and it's uh, something that's beneficial to a relationship, but it yeah. can also go awry. Right. So there's a few different ways uh, that you know playing games with your spouse can take place. It, it can be a board game one-on-one in mm-hmm. your house when the kids are in bed. It can be playing ping pong, playing at racquetball, yeah. playing some kind of, you know, athletic sport with your spouse right? or any of those situations in kind of a double date scenario. And yes. so there's just a lot of different opportunities for this kind of thing. And yeah. it can be a great thing, mm-hmm. but as we've identified, it is all too common to have this kind of thing digress into fights and arguments and frustrations. So much so that we talk to some people, some spouses, and they're like, 
you know, well, we just can't play games with each other anymore because when we do, we fight. Right. So the solution is don't do it at all. Right. They throw in the towel. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. And what we want to do here is propose and construct a better alternative than that. Mm -hmm. uh, we think it's not only possible that you can play games with your spouse and not fight and still have fun, but in fact, you should. Yes. You, you should learn how to play some kind of game with each other without it blowing up. Yes. Yeah. And so there's, let's, let's get into a few how, how would we go about, I think there's maybe some things we could avoid or be aware of some negative and then some positive things we could bring in. Yeah. Well, first let's just say, you know, don't blame any sort of sin you might be demonstrating on quote unquote competitiveness. Yes. It's one thing to be competitive. Uh-huh. It's another thing to sin. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's possible to be competitive without sinning. Yeah. So if you're sinning, don't blame it on competitiveness. Right. But that's what happens. Well, you know, the reason I'm angry is because I'm competitive. Yeah. No, the reason you're angry is because you're giving into the sin of anger in your heart and you should repent of that. So yeah. just right off the bat, let's just call it like it is. And let's not equate competitiveness with... Um, or let's not say that the only way to be competitive yeah. is to sin. Yeah. Right. And I think I think there is an excuse, a level of excuse given in this area. I mean, how many times have someone just kind of thrown up their hand and be like, oh, I'm just competitive. What? I mean, that's the way I am. I have to win. That's how I've always been. Or, you know, when my family, we played games and I always, I was always taught that you got to win no matter what, you know, and then it does... <laughs> They that is sort of the excuse, the cover of the actual sin issue of the anger or the pride, pride, yeah, that's underneath. So we, we got to be careful not to say just personality or the way you're, you know, built this way or the you know whatever to blame it on that. Yeah. yeah. So don't blame shift. No. I think that's huge. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> in all areas. Yeah, and that's maybe why we start with this one. Yeah. Is this is maybe just one of the major reasons why playing games escalates so quickly into mm -hmm. fighting is there's just sin involved. Right. And guess what? You should be able to learn how to play games without sinning. Yeah, and totally. I certainly want to be able to play a game with you without sinning. I certainly want that too. <laughs> 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 All right. So there's another maybe don't yeah. to put onto the list. Right. And it's don't put winning above your relationship. Yes. Whether you're competitive, super competitive or not, don't get into a position where winning is more important than preserving and growing and developing the most pre precious relationship you have on earth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that's, that's gonna cause problems if the end result, like the whole goal you're in the game is to just win. Like I, ha I just have to win because you're now, if you're in, like if you and I are playing a game against someone or if it's just you and me, all of a sudden that person be, is, is a lesser importance and, and the winning is higher. And I've seen this, you know, it's like, get out of my way. I've got to win. And um, if we have a little tiff or if I have to cheat, I've seen that. Or if I have to, you know, be a little aggressive in a, in a ungodly way here, it's like, these are all things that I can get away with because because the goal is to win. And that that really is going to cause a problem in your relationship if that trumps the actual unity and friendship and, and the building of the relationship, which is probably one of the main goals of playing the game in the first place. Sure. 
Yeah. So, so that moves us into, you know, another element to this discussion, um, you know, have good goals yeah. for playing. Yeah. And there's a, there's a time and a place to have the goal of winning, but how often is that the case when you're, you know, playing a board game or playing some sort of game with your spouse? Is it really that the ultimate goal in that scenario is to beat your spouse and to win? Right. Or can we take a step back and say, no, there's actually more at play here. Yeah. Um, there are other good goals that we ought to put in place for our game with each other. You know, to list a couple ideas, uh, relationship building. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to play a game with you. Uh, one fun fact about Bethany and I, we play cribbage. Maybe some people call <laughs> this an old person's game. It definitely we, is. We do call it an old person's <laughs> game, but we play it anyway. We do, yeah. Um, are, are we playing cribbage so that one person can win and one person can lose? Well, I think what we're doing is we're actually spending time with each other. Yep. We're relationship building. Right. We're doing something other than watching TV right. for entertainment. Yeah. So it's an active, yeah. you know, something that we might do on a date. We've gone to a coffee, sh- coffee shop and played cribbage before. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so great because we end up chatting in between. Time. I mean, we're yeah. not, it's not like we're just, you know, lights are full speed ahead. We have to finish this game. We're just talking. It's getting us face-to-face talking. Yeah. And so it's providing opportunities to chat and to laugh and all of that, which builds our relationship, makes it enjoyable, you know? Yeah. And yeah. another another game we've been playing is pickleball, which mm-hmm. is also kind of an old person sport. <laughs> We're getting old. <laughs> but but so when we play pickleball, our goal, sure, relationship building, yeah. you know, it's kind of a date thing that we do together, right. but we can add even another goal of exercise and activity. Totally. So we're getting out, we're, we're being physical and, right. and uh, you know, I'm sweating through my shirt. Yeah, so, it's awesome. <laughs> so, so there's another good mm-hmm. achievable goal to have for playing a game with each other. Yeah. Sometimes we just want to rest. Right there's an element of rest yeah. and relaxation where we we're getting refreshed together, you know, almost an entertainment goal where we're gonna play a game that's not real hardcore at that point, you know, something kind of relaxing with friends over sometimes, and it's just it's just this restful refreshment time. And so yeah, if the winning or anything comes above that, you're that's gonna mess up that goal of rest and yeah. relaxation. So we, we've identified some good goals. And so mm-hmm. maybe what we can do is just say, have, have good goals for yeah. playing a game. And, you know, that, so winning is not your only option right. of, of a good goal to have for a game. Which everyone has probably learned that if they've ever played a game with a kid, right? You teach them Candyland yeah. and you're not saying, man, I'm going to get to that candy castle before this little kid. Right. right. That's not your goal. So we can do that. But sometimes when we're with adults or with our spouse or if you're both really into it or good at sports or whatever, it's sometimes we just think, oh, I've got to beat him. I've got to beat him. That's that's not going to be a good a good focus. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I was playing football in the backyard with uh, there were three dads and three kids yeah. uh, after the Super Bowl on Sunday. And, you know, we we're playing football, dads versus kids. Right. It was our goal to beat up on our sons and, you know, yeah. like beat them at this sport? Uh, no, no. We're, we're having fun with them. Exactly. So. Exactly. Okay. Another don't. I, I think I put this in there because I think we don't want to be overly sensitive in a game. And I, 
I, I personally have seen this more with the wives and maybe maybe husbands struggle with, but I've seen it more with the wives where when they're losing or they're not doing as, as well or maybe they're not as good as somebody else they're playing against, they can get kind of sensitive to a remark or a comment. They can take something the wrong way. And I think we just have to be careful when you play a game that if your spouse is beating you or whatever, you're not overly sensitive to them winning and and you almost create a problem because you're emotional or you can, oh, you know, why did he, why is he beating me? That's unfair. You always win. I mean, you can kind of have this emotional reaction in totally. a game that causes a problem when that other person, and I've done this to you, Mark, I'm sorry, <laughs> where I've been a little overly emotional about losing or something so silly, but then I create a problem and you're not even, you're not being a jerk about it. You're not trying to beat me. You just are winning and I'm getting kind of all huffy and puffy about it. You don't want to do that. I mean, you're a pretty stoic, <laughs> non-emotional person, so it's weird that that would happen. Huffy and puffy. Yeah. But but the opposite is also true. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be overly sensitive, or you can be overly obnoxious in yes. your winning. In, yeah. in you know maybe the word for that is gloating. Like yeah. don't don't be overly sensitive. Don't 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 gloat either. <laughs> so especially when we're talking about playing a game as a Christian within a, a relationship between husband and wife. There's just right. no, there's no place for either of those extremes. Right. Yeah. And yeah, Glo- I have seen the gloating. Nobody likes it. You don't look good doing it. And everyone watching you is just kind of going, wow, what a, you know, they're, they're not really impressed when you gloat about your winnings here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the problem of the gloating person is, uh-huh. you know, they, they just think that everyone else should acknowledge how great they are. Right. Like they <laughs> acknowledge how great they are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I think there's another one here, and I think you do a good job of this, uh, and that is to, to read your spouse during the game. Mm-hmm. Um, be, be sensitive to your spouse and what's going on with them and um, adjust accordingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we were playing a game recently, and I could tell you were just kind of tired, just like maybe not as into it. And that was fine. We were still out playing. But, you know, I... I tried to adjust the way I'm playing. I'm not going to go full on and be real aggressive in this game and I'm going to kill him. I'm going to, you know, it's like, let's just play. Let's just play and laugh. And if he's a little bit more, you know, relaxed and it's like, let me join you in that. We don't have to take it to the next level. We were playing pickleball and my goal was to not really move (laughs) at all. Like, uh, that's too far. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I just, I mean, we've played it before where you're all in and you're real, you know, great, aggressive, more aggressive. But this time it was just more chill and I just joined you in that and we had a great time. Yeah, because I wasn't trying to force my goal on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we need to read each other and mm-hmm. be sensitive to each other. I mean, that's just one of the fundamental building blocks of love. Right. L- loving each other. Right. Having um, a kind of consideration for your spouse to see where they're at, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what's going on with them mm-hmm. and adjusting accordingly to care for them. Yeah. Yeah. So there's one more. We'll end with this. I, I think we started by saying, you know, maybe the reason you're in this problem of, of playing games and having no fun is because there's some sin involved. Well, we'll close maybe, maybe the other book end here by saying, ask for forgiveness. If if there is any kind of sin involved mm-hmm. in you having a bad time playing this game or being unable to play without fighting, well, then 
when you need to, you need to repent of your sin and and even ask your spouse for forgiveness. If you got angry during a game mm-hmm. or if you were prideful during a game or if you manipulated the situation to be overly sensitive during a game, well then mm-hmm. you should uh, ask your spouse to forgive you and have a conversation where you where you apologize and and get cleared up on that. Yeah. And that's that's huge in in all areas, right? When you when you've sinned against someone, you need to come to them for forgiveness. But I think for some reason in the game scenario, there's almost this well, that was just a game. That's just how I am when I play games, right? That excuse we talked about earlier. But it, what we need to see it as is when I've I've had to come to you before and say, Mark, I was not that was not right. Oh, I'd, and I've come to you and said the same thing. Yeah, and said, I've just, let, forgive me for that. I had a bad attitude or I was grouchy. I was just grumpy. I was just angry or, you know, I was kind of, you know, sassy. I'm sassy, <laughs> which is angry. But, you know, I, I've had to come to you before and make it right because I don't want my sin to affect uh, my relationship with God and I don't want my sin to affect my relationship with you and I need to be humble enough to recognize when I'm, causing a problem in our relationship that I can own up to it. And that's important for couples to own up to the sin that's causing a problem, that's causing a rift in their marriage and come to the other spouse and say, forgive me for that. You know, I don't want to play a game this way. I don't want to have to get mad or I don't want to cause you harm or say something unkind or whatever it might be. Yeah. And so in that sense, playing games with your spouse is is probably going to reveal mm-hmm. sin in your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's helpful for you to see where your heart is sinful and what, what you need to work on. And so if and when games expose sin in your heart, well, take that opportunity. Um, there's there's the grace of God on display in convicting you of your sin and deal with that. Yeah. And don't just leave it and then say, well, we can't play games anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely want to be able to handle a game between our spouses. So That's right. Awesome. Well, I hope this helps you. Maybe you should play a game tonight if you're listening. And you can apply these things right away. (laughs) All right, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. 